0: To Jerusalem. Jesus travelled along along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Jesus asked we're not all ten cleansed we are the other nine has no one returned to praise God except this foreigner then he said to him rise and go your faith has made you well so far with the scripture reading now let's respond by seeing him Christ. Our text today records the story of the Lord Jesus who healed 10 sinners with leprosy. Of these 10 healed lepers, only one returned to thank and praise God, while the other nine crossed the river and left. We may be puzzled and even angry with these nine ungrateful people. We may say, what a group of ungrateful people. But in real life, are we not like those nine people who often fail to offer thanks for all the favors we have received from God? Are we not like those nine people who often fail to live a life of gratitude in obedience to God. We are no more thankful today than people were in the days of the Lord Jesus. And in terms of ingratitude, people today are more ungrateful than ever. Therefore, we must think about this passage of Scripture today to get warnings and enlightenment from it. Therefore, I preach to you under this theme Ten are healed, but only one gives thanks. Under this theme, we have four points to share. At the first point, the desperate community. And second place, the compassion of Jesus. And the third point, the shocking response. And the last point, the profound reflections. Brothers and sisters, leprosy was still a complicated skin disease to cure in the time of the Lord Jesus and was primarily considered a terminal disease. It was, so, it was so contagious that it started with a discolored patch of skin which then began to turn white or pink. The skin begins to break down and rotten flesh appears resulting in deformation of the face, hands, And feed and the nervous endings. At this point, the leprosy patient loses feelings in his or her limbs. Leprosy is a death sentence. You will have to die slowly in the painful struggle. Therefore, Leprosy was one of the most terrible diseases in ancient times. Because of this, God gave special instructions in Leviticus chapter 13 and 14 for diagnosing leprosy and treating the patient. Whenever there is an infection on the skin or redness, you must have a priest identify it if if he determines that you have leprosy. In addition, you must live outside the camp. You were not allowed to leave and have a contact with normal people, and you will live in a miserable and desperate life, tormented by disease and isolated from the world. So, when, so who, were, who were these ten lepers that Jesus met in this small village on the border of Galilee and Samaria? And who were they? The context tells us that nine of the ten lepers were Jews and one was a Samaritan. The Samaritans were the descendants of Assyrians and other foreigners who intermarried with the Israelites who stayed there when the northern kingdom of Israel fell. It was the Samaritan that the Jews despised the most. These two peoples were enemies of each other and did not live together. But in our text today, the nine Jewish lepers and the one Samaritan leper got along quite well, and their desire to live brought them together. In the Bible, leprosy is a picture of sin. Like leprosy, sin is a terminal disease. Just as only God can heal leprosy, only God can save the sinner. Like a sin, leprosy penetrates deeper into the skin, spreads, and infects, contaminates. Because of the contagious nature of leprosy, the leper was left alone outside the camp. And in the same way, we must stay away from sin if we do not want to be defiled by it. Clothes contaminated with leprosy, germs were to be burned. Likewise, the souls of those contaminated and lost by sin must be punished in the fires of hell. Therefore, the ten lepers needed physical healing and the salvation of their souls. Like us, they needed to accept, to trust in the Savior, Jesus Christ, and to thank and praise him. We see that when the Lord Jesus entered the village, these lepers Though they greeted Jesus, stood at a distance and cried out, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. This plea came from those who could no longer find any mercy, but could only see the curse. After seeing such a plea, the Lord Jesus said to them, Go. Show yourselves to the priests. At first glance, you probably think that Jesus was putting off. He had no intention of healing them. Asking them to go for an examination was just a way of giving up any hope. Jesus wanted to heal them very much but he wanted to heal them according to the requirement of the Mosaic law. It was up to the priest to determine whether the lepers had healed. So Jesus was going to use the mouth of the priest to announce that they were completely healed of their leprosy. Otherwise, no one would believe you were healed. That's not the whole story, brothers and sisters. The scripture says they were cleansed as they went. They were all healed on their way to the priest. Not before they went, not after they met with the priest. This means that they were still lepers when they left to go to the priest. We can imagine what these lepers would have thought under normal circumstances when Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. What? Let's go and see the priest. What are you asking him to examine? Isn't it obvious? As soon as the priest sees us, he has to say that nothing has changed. We smell the stench of your rock rotting wounds before you even walk into my office. You are still lepers? Go back. However, not one of the ten lepers had the slightest hesitation or doubt. On the contrary, after hearing Jesus' command, they immediately went to the priest. It shows that they had a complete faith in Jesus, and were convinced he would heal them. When they took the first step forward, they were still lepers. And when they took the second step, nothing happened. But as they took firm steps forward, gradually miracles happened. Miracles they would not even think of or dream of They were all healed. According to the Mosaic law, lepers did not deserve anything. They had to wait for death. The Lord Jesus did not owe them anything at all. But when they met Jesus, they met grace. Just like that, all ten lepers were healed. But this is not the end of the story, not even the center of the story either. For another miracle is about to occur. The 10 says that the text tells us that only one returned to praise God who had healed them. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, thanked him, and praised God with a loud voice. Who is this guy who was a Samaritan? How could he not do so? He was healed of his leprosy. For many years he had to live far from society, far from his family, and had been forgotten by his friends because of his leprosy. But now suddenly he was cured. He was healthy again, clean and no longer an outcast. No wonder he was loudly thinking and praising God. It was not the nine Jews who came back to thank to give thanks, but only one of them, a Samaritan. As we said earlier, because Samaritans were of a mixed blood. They were the most despised people among the Jews. As far as faith is concerned, compared with the Jews, the Samaritans knew very little about the word of God. And the most of what they didn't know was wrong. But the Samaritan knew that Jesus had saved him. And he knew to thank God the fact that only this Samaritan came back to give thanks and praise God shows that of those who should come back to give thanks, the most do not give thanks to God. While those whom we think are the least likely to give thanks to God, those whom we despise the most raises their voices to thank God and praise Him. The whole story. The whole story presents us with a living and realistic picture of life. First, it's a picture of fullness of God's grace, in which the gracious God performed a miracle and wholly healed ten lepers at one time. Second, it's a picture of the widespread ingratitude of people. 9 out of 10 people forget the grace they have received and the God who gave it to them. Third is a picture of unexpected grace. Gratitude often bursts forth in the person you least expected. Now we come to the last point, the profound reflections. Now let's look at again at how Jesus dealt with this Samaritan. We see that Jesus asks three questions. Three questions. The first one is, were not all ten cleansed? The answer obviously is yes. The second question is where are the other nine? The answer is that they left. The third question is, has no one returned to give thanks to God except this foreigner? Again, the answer is, there are none left. If we listen carefully, we can hear and feel that this situation saddened the Lord Jesus. He wanted to know where, all, the, where the, all those people had gone and whether they had been healed. He wanted to know why they didn't return and say thank you. We need to know that God sees our hearts. So it is not that he does not know where they have been and where, why they didn't come to give thanks. Jesus is Asking questions like this for us, the readers. He's calling us. He's calling us to reflect. You will see that these ten men were similar in every way. They all had leprosy. All social outcast, All the. De- decided to beg Jesus to heal them, all believed that Jesus could heal them, all obeyed Jesus' command, and they all healed. That's a similarity. But the difference between them was that one folded back and the other nine left. One gave thanks and the other nine did not. One received the two miracles, and the other nine received only one. The Samaritan was healed for his disease, and his sins were forgiven. That was the miracle of two. Jesus said to this thankful man, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well which means that your faith has sailed you in the original language. Brothers and sisters, gratitude is a beautiful emotion, a morality of being a human being, and the minimum fulcrum of being a human being. Having a thankful heart toward God enables us to bear more of God's blessings. On the other hand, an unthankful heart is a leprosy of our hearts, which eats away at our hearts. Leprosy of our hearts. Unthankful hearts destroys our happiness weakens our joy and compassion and makes us incapable of praising God. It makes us insensitive to God's blessing. Brothers and sisters, to be thankful, you must first be a person who knows grace. How can you be thankful if you do not know grace? Therefore, when you recognize the goodness of God from your heart and what God has done for you, you will not walk away and not praise him. You will not fail to pray to him, and you will not fail to testify to him. When we count our blessings from time to time, when we understand that all favors come from heavenly father, when we realize that our own life is also a gift from the father, when we truly realize that everything we have is a gift from God, we will have a grateful heart. At this point, without being forced and not out of a helplessness, we will begin to praise God from our hearts instead of boasting. We will begin to give instead of actively counting and taking. We will begin to serve instead of of always thinking about being served. And our lives will begin to be more abundant and prosperous. When we realize that we are born with leprosy in our hearts. When we realize and see with our hearts what Jesus has done for our salvation, when we realize that everything we have is from God, and when we truly realize that as children of God, we are called to do good works, then we will have a grateful heart. At that time, a duty the duty in in the church becomes a privilege for you. The law becomes a grace for you. What you are asked to do becomes something you are willing and eager to do. The work that does not appeal to you becomes a job you enjoy, you love. The blessings that are taken for granted, become undeserved grace, and become sincere praise and thanks to God. Brothers and sisters, as the seeing goes, gratitude is a small virtue, but ingratitude is a great evil. Therefore, we should live with a grateful heart. We should thank God for the warmth of the sun, the clear water of the river, the earth of the living space, the good parents who brought us to earth, and the family, friendship, the love that God has given us on earth. Living with a thankful heart will enable you to live without fear, And to have a peace of mind in any situation. Someone summed it up nicely. Thank God for allowing others to hurt you because the hurt has sharpened your mind. Thank God for allowing others to stumble over you because it has strengthened your legs. Thank God for allowing you to be cheated by a liar because it has enhanced your wisdom. Thank God for allowing you to be despised because it has awakened your self-esteem. Thank God for allowing you to be abandoned because it has taught you to be independent. Thank God for allowing you to fail because this event made you a person with a story to tell. Thank God for allowing you to succeed because this event has filled your life with excitement and the beauty of writing. Thank God for allowing you to win applause and encouragement because it gave you more energy and courage. Thank God for giving you wisdom and encouragement because it reminded you of your your self-knowledge and shows you what you can and cannot change. A grateful heart can give us a positive outlook and a healthy mindset and open us to a life of abundance and richness. A grateful heart can make you always satisfied and happy. A grateful heart can teach us how to care for and help others. A grateful heart can make us study diligently and work hard. A grateful heart will make us love all. A grateful heart will make us love ourselves honestly. And grateful heart can make us Tolerant and wean true love and friendship. A grateful heart can turn a simple meal into a feast, a house into a home, and strangers into friends. As a famous Chinese saying goes, life needs a grateful heart to make, and a grateful heart needs life to nourish. Brothers and sisters, on that day, all ten lepers were healed, but only one returned to give thanks. Which category do you belong? Which category do you belong to? Are you the same as those nine? Or are you the same as the one who gave thanks? In other words, are you a person who is thankful to God, who is rooted in the church, who has set himself up and who obey God's commandment? Or are you a person who is ungrateful to God, who has used the church and then betrayed it? Some Christians today take God's blessings for granted and are ungrateful. Does this sound like you? Some Christians feel great as long as they do a little for the church and then they inflate their ego and point fingers at others. Some Christians are unwilling, are unwilling to do anything to build up the church, but they are incredibly enthusiastic about tearing down the church, spreading gossip and watching the fun. Does this sound like you? Some believers, whenever they feel that the teaching and administration of the church are not to their liking, will pick holes in the church. Either by saying that is wrong here or by saying that is wrong there. When they do something for the house of God, there are also Christians who want to give credit and all complain about they have too much responsibility for the church and have done too much for the church. Others are titular members of God's family and never participate in any activity except coming to church on Sundays as if everything that happens in the church has nothing to do with them. Does this sound like you? Brothers and sisters, praise is a choice. Having a grateful heart is a choice for you. Bitterness is self-inflicted. Not because you are forced to. You leave the way you have chosen to leave. The one who folded back, folded back to thank Jesus, choose not to forget what Jesus has done for him. The secret to having a thankful heart is to make a. Conscious choice not to forget what God has done for you and to be aware of the grace. May we also remember what God commanded us this thanksgiving season in First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verses 16 to 18. Joyce always pray without ceasing, give thanks in everything. This is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. Amen.